Jets fans, it has been a strange past couple of weeks for the Jets as rumors continue to swirl around the team, and Winnipeg hasn't really shown any sort of sign of acknowledging the rumors or the fact that things are even progressing. Meanwhile, the rest of the league is making a lot of moves, and some of them might just impact the Jets here over the next few months. We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, howdy doody, welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On the, tonight's episode, obviously, there is a lot to talk about. Uh, I, I think, you know, when we're looking at what exactly is happening around the NHL and how the Winnipeg Jets kind of fit in this landscape, you know, the Jets are one of those teams where they've traditionally been not an overly proactive team. I mean, Winnipeg definitely makes moves, but I would say more often than not, what is the word that comes to mind when you want to describe them? I've kind of come up with reactionary, but I'd be curious to know what you think. Give me your, re, uh, I, I guess, your um, one-word description of how the Jets behave when it comes to uh, the league in the comments below. I'd be curious to know if people feel reactionary is the right fit or if they have kind of other thoughts, right? Because when it comes to the Jets and sort of, um, I guess, assessing and evaluating the landscape of trades and stuff, we know that the Jets, you know, in the past, they haven't always uh, reacted quickly. And I think that that, for me, has been kind of an issue. Now, this offseason, I think, presents one of the most interesting scenarios that we've seen with the Jets, right? Winnipeg, for once, is in a very different spot than it was several years ago. The Jets suddenly find themselves uh, facing a lot of expiring contracts, which is not something the Jets are traditionally used to, especially when those contracts are, you know, top-line franchise players. Mark Shifley, Connor Hellebuck, uh, Blake Wheeler, you know, went back when he was still in his prime. Obviously, this version of him that is slowly running down his contract is not the same one that we had when he signed his deal. Heck, that wasn't even the same version of Wheeler that we had in, like, 2015, 2016. But all the same, they still view him as one of their primary offensive catalysts. So, for me, it's now interesting because a lot of teams around the league are starting to make adjustments, right? The Pittsburgh Penguins are going through a GM search. Uh, Barry Trotz has taken on the mantle of uh, Nashville Predators GM. I think the Flames might be making some moves here pretty soon. Uh, and of course, the biggest name on the, I guess, GM free agent market is Eric Tulski. Eric uh, essentially ran a lot of the data analysis and uh, assisted with back-end decision-making for the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, he is available to be hired, and I would imagine that there are no end to the suitors who would be interested in Tulski. You might be asking why I'm bringing any of this up. You know, how does this exactly impact the Winnipeg Jets? 
I think that is a fair question. But I think when you're talking about all of these GMs being moved around, suddenly you now have interesting suitors for the Jets to maybe talk about a Hellebuck trade. Obviously, um, Nashville is not one of those teams. They would be looking more for offensive output than anything. And let's be real, the Jets probably are not trading uh, anyone of, of real value to that team, uh, given the whole we don't trade in division kind of stuff. Now, is that really valid when it comes to the NHL? I don't know. I, I personally feel like that angle is a little overrated, but I suppose all the same, the Jets would probably prefer not to feel like they are aiding and abetting a division rival. Now, all that said, you know, a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins would potentially be interesting if, uh, say, Kyle Dubas gets hired there. Dubas hasn't really tipped his hand as to where he is making his next destination, but say it would be the Pens, right? Would Connor Hellebuck go there? Honestly, don't know. Uh, Dubas, of course, uh, likes his Sioux Greyhounds, and maybe he'd go for Matt Murray again. Maybe Murray returns home to the Penguins where he uh, previously won a cup and maybe has a chance to do so again in the future if he stops you know, struggling a lot. But my guess is uh, some of the original suitors I thought for, for Hellebuck will probably remain the top contenders. Teams like L.A., um, I think that there's a couple of other candidates. Uh, maybe the Sens could be an option because Ottawa has quite a few futures, and they also have some current roster players that might be of interest. Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois, I think, is a particularly interesting one because uh, he's always been linked to Montreal. But if you're thinking about it right, where else could he go? Pretty much anywhere. Any team that needs an elite top six center with the kind of build and um, unique play style that he has really makes him an intriguing option for almost any contender, a player that I think should be in demand for, honestly, most of the league. I know that he has had some, well, let's be honest, uh, behavioral uh, performance issues over the past couple of years, and I think some of those are more valid than I want to admit. But for the most part, Dubois is a class act. He's been an awesome player, and you know, in thinking about where he could fit, the answer is anywhere. I think most teams could very much use his incredible offensive prowess, his strength, and his really chippy edge. He is kind of, I'll be honest, he is a little bit of a dirty player at times. He's got some uh, certain traits in him and some certain edge that he plays with, some real snarl that sometimes he maybe toes the line a bit. So far, he you know hasn't really crossed it that often, but you know maybe he goes to New York or something and becomes an absolute menace. Uh, New York would also be a very interesting place if you were to send Mark Shifley there. Shifley would be... Uh, I guess the next top six center to really try and help save that team and elevate it into a real playoff contender, but plenty of candidates for a, a Shifley trade. I couldn't envision any number of teams who would love to have him, but of course the biggest name for the Jets is Connor Hellebuck. And in just a little bit, I kind of want to talk about how Hellebuck sort of fits into the landscape and why this could really, um, I would say change the balance and power structure of the top teams in the NHL. We'll dive into that in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has to fit just right the first time. So the next time you need parts and accessories, look no further than eBay Motors. 
With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit. Or you get your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop with eBay Motors. And with over 122 million verified parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices with ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Locked On Jets. We were just talking about how the GM carousel may actually uh, change some of the trade destinations and targets for a number of top Jets free agents, but none are bigger than Connor Hellebuck. If we're talking about a marquee name that I think has the potential to uh, change the landscape of the league, Connor Hellebuck is kind of it, right? There aren't many players where you can kind of say um, Thanos style, you're adding a jewel to your infinity gauntlet of top end players who can push you from being really powerful and really good to like next level lights out cup contender. But Hellebuck, he is that crown jewel piece. Uh, let's be real. When it comes to important players on the team, no one on the Jets is as valuable and is as worth as many wins uh, and, and really is as much of a difference maker as Hellebuck is. I love Ehlers. I love Morrissey. Uh, obviously, I've, I've loved Shifley and a number of other players of the years, but hands down, Hellebuck always wins out in terms of importance, which is why if Hellebuck gets traded this offseason, his move would really maybe shift the balance of power around the league, right? You give him to LA, you suddenly have um, a very good Kings team that's been pesky recently, but has lacked a lead man in net, a franchise-caliber goalie, the Kings suddenly look way, way, way more dangerous. Helly is probably going to have a good time with a Kings team that can be very stingy and very tough to play against. Uh, if you were to go to the Flames somehow, which I don't even know how that would even happen, but um, I suppose you could say, uh, you know, the Flames would be impossible to score against because they were always stingy. That is not happening. Let's, you know, thank the maker for that one. But if you look at teams like, say, the Sens, right, Ottawa has traditionally been the laughing stock of the NHL. Last year, they made a really big push to try and improve. Didn't quite work out, right? Um, you know, the Sens fell a little bit short. And, uh, well, Pierre Dorian is getting in some hot water with some comments he made recently about Tim Stutzla. Look that one up if you want a really fun time. But <clears throat> let's also look at the Buffalo Sabres, right? The Sabres, I think, are one of those very underrated destinations that could potentially be a really good landing spot for Helly. They traded away Eichel, they might have some real cap space, and they need a goalie. Most importantly, though, they've also got some pretty solid goaltending prospects who could come back to the Jets and eventually help Winnipeg uh, start their round of the next core. But all that said, you know, I think my biggest concern about the Hellebuck trade is that the Jets are going to overplay their hand and wait too long. Winnipeg is no longer in a position of having leverage. For the first time in what feels like forever, it's kind of down to the players to decide how this team looks going forward. Uh, you know, Winnipeg has basically run it back so many times to the point where 
with all these expiring deals and stuff, it's the players who hold the most power and decision-making influence. And if they don't want to leave or start over, it's going to be really tough, right? All the players are saying they don't want to have a rebuild. Now, the Jets are probably going to make the executive call on this anyways. Let's be real. Winnipeg uh, would prefer not to rebuild and retool and start over. If anything, I think the Jets would probably agree with the players that they want to be playoff competitive next year, but they're just not going to be. This team is going to be decent. They'll make the postseason. But in terms of actually making it far and advancing past the first couple of rounds, you know, unless they have a massive offseason where they start adding players, which I can't imagine that's the case, then this team is going to be much the same as it was this year. Capable, decent, uh, fun to watch even at times, but ultimately, you know, not quite on the level of some of the teams that are making the cup finals right now. Ultimately, I guess my biggest question for the Jets is, you know, given that Hellebuck is running down and you're watching all of these free agents potentially leaving you pretty soon, what is your vision for the next four to five years? Hellebuck is not going to be a part of it. He can't be. This team can't watch him essentially run down the, the remainder of his prime on a squad that, quite frankly, needs too many upgrades to really be um, adequate, right? It, you know, Hellebuck's going to ask for a King's Ransom on his next contract, and he deserves it. But I don't think it's the Jets that should be the ones to give it to him, not with the way that this team is starting to trend. As much as it would be nice for Hellebuck to be a guy that the Jets could build around going forward, you know, at the start of the season, I was really high on bringing him back. I think I've cooled off of that now because uh, Winnipeg just seemingly doesn't want to spend a lot and also doesn't want to invest a lot in the rest of the team. So if the Jets are cutting salary, if they're not going to be really pushing it and being a cap team, then screw it. You know, at this point, find the highest bidder and let Hellebuck try and win a title with a team that's actually got the cash and funds to really push for a, a championship title, which is a shame that it's not the Jets. I really felt like this team was going to be it. I thought, you know, Maybe that magical 2017-2018 team was going to be the start of a great dynasty. It never came to fruition. So, uh, you know, we can only talk about things in the past and, you know, you can look at things with hindsight, but unfortunately the Jets just didn't really follow up on a year of amazing success and it's a shame. But now it's time for the Winnipeg Jets to start looking forward. And I think the first thing that's going to kick off what could be a really explosive offseason is moving on from Connor Hellebuck. Now, speaking of moving on, <laughs> oh gosh, Paul Maurice is a, is a Stanley Cup finalist, right? He is here with the Florida Panthers taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll talk about that series and some of the really amusing narratives that have come out of it in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some thoughts ahead of the Stanley Cup Finals, which, if you can believe it, it's the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. If you've ever seen the, uh, who is it, Paul Rudd, uh, where he's doing that Hot Wings interview, and he's like, you know, whoever thought we would have been here, and he's like, not me. That's kind of the Florida Panthers and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, Vegas, I'd say, um, 
they've got a really established track record of success. I think this is a team that expects to be a playoff contender and maybe even to a degree expects to be a cup finalist or at least a cup contender. But the Florida Panthers last year, amazing team, fell short of expectations in the postseason and lost on close margins. This year's Panthers team under Maurice could not get a save, could not seemingly find the back of the net enough to cover uh, Bob's mistakes in the regular seasons and looked pretty down and out. There was a time when the Florida Panthers quite frankly, look like a team that was not making the playoffs at all. But here they are several months later, having gone on a ridiculous playoff run, and they now stand just seven wins, uh, up to seven wins, or, or sorry, <laughs> four wins away from the Stanley Cup final uh, uh, title, which I think for a lot of people is is very surprising, right? Um, I think this game, or this series will probably go seven games. Uh, that's why I said seven wins. I've got seven games on the brain. Um, this, for me, I think is going to be a very difficult series for Florida. Uh, Paul Maurice has actually shown kind of more of what we saw from him in 2017, 2018. But I think the biggest difference has been Bobrovsky and Net. You know, whether the Panthers have been outplayed or outplayed their opponents, Bobrovsky has kind of been the one thing that I would say is really consistent. And then you've got really good skill in Barkov, Reinhardt, uh, and a number of other phenomenal players. Matthew Tuchuk has really uh, gotten a nod for like the Conn Smythe. Now, if you ask me between Bobrovsky and, and Tuchuk, who deserves the Conn Smythe more? It's got to be Bobrovsky. I know that's not really fair to do that with a goalie versus um, a winger who's kind of doing it all. But I think Bobrovsky has just been doing so much in net and covering so many of Florida's mistakes that you can almost, uh, well, you can't really overlook him. You can't really dismiss that level of impact. It's kind of like what Hellebuck does for the Jets. Um, but Bobrovsky, I think, has been really surprising. And somehow he has carried Paul Maurice to uh, a cup finals, which is really funny because we all thought that was going to be Paul Maurice with Hellebuck at some point after 2017, 2018. And it never really happened. Uh, it's it's a shame because it feels like the Jets were on the cusp of something special, and it just fell a little bit short. All that said, though, you know, I guess the biggest question for the Panthers is, will Vegas be the one to undo their magic? This Knights team is pesky, they're deep, and they have shown that they don't really seem to back down from the occasion. Uh, under, you know, Bruce Cassidy, Vegas, I don't know that they've really improved necessarily uh, in terms of like how well they play. I mean, they're just still a strong team. They've been a strong team for the past few years. The Pete DeBoer uh, era was a little bit mediocre, but overall, you know, Vegas is still as strong as it was uh, a couple of seasons ago in terms of quality of counters, good stuff off the rush. They're just a well-balanced, well-built team, and they've got some superstars like Mark Stone to kind of fill in the rest. And when you have a recipe like that, where you've got four really good lines, you've got guys like Chandler Stevenson who become top sixers when paired with Mark Stone, uh, you just have a team that's really built on elevating existing talent and helping new combos find that next level of chemistry. That seemingly has been their template for years now, and it is working to a T. So uh, if any team can stop the Panthers, it's probably Vegas. I guess I'm rooting for the Panthers. I would prefer to see Maurice win it over the Knights, but let me know who you're rooting for in the Stanley Cup Finals in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. 
For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Every day as we will see you back here tomorrow. Be sure to listen to Locked On NHL on YouTube and uh, check out their podcast. They've got all the latest updates around the Stanley Cup Finals, as well as major news breaking around the league as teams continue to uh, really kick off their off seasons while the Cup Finals are ongoing. But like I said, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen. We will see you back here tomorrow.